I'm definitely overdressed, baby. <laughs> because it's so taboo, but so erotic. Yeah. The magic is undeniable, though. The magic is there. Now you know if you can go the long haul if you survive like a quarantine pandemic together. From the Naked News Studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. Well, my ultimate goal is I want to be a successful boss-ass bitch. Welcome to the show, everyone. I don't know about you, but sex is an activity I'm always looking to improve on, be it my physical abilities in intimate moments, my awareness and focus on being present in the act for my partner, and of course, maximizing the pleasure I'm experiencing in sex. Perhaps that makes me a little greedy, but once you attain that almighty orgasm, you spend the rest of your life chasing that addictive, euphoric feeling to try and find its limit. Dr. Zana is one of the top sex educators today, aiming to debunk sex myths. Her focus on the rise of casual sex is one that either resonates with or piques the interest of every sexual adult today. I simply had to grab a moment with her in Brooklyn, New York, to explore the incredible work she does. So as you're listening to this one, folks, remember, I did this talk naked. Welcome to the Schmooze, everyone. Laura Desiree here, coming at you from Brooklyn, New York. Today, I have the grand pleasure of sitting with internationally acclaimed sexpert, Dr. Jana. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So how would you describe what it is that you do and what your role is as a sexpert? As a sexpert, I educate about sexuality. I and I do that in lots of different ways. I'm a professor at New York University where I teach several sexuality classes. <laughs> several. So several, different ones. And then I do a lot of work outside of academia. So I educate through social media, through writing for popular media, giving interviews, podcasting, YouTubing, coaching, yeah. so lots of different things, and speaking. Like you're, you're clearly just so dedicated to getting these messages across because you're using every platform available. I'm using everything I can, yes. My I'm goodness. very passionate about giving people the accurate information, mm -hmm. scientifically accurate information that they can then use to make better, healthier, smarter decisions about their sex and relationship lives. Because we have oh. so much mis misinformation, so much lack of information about sexuality that people often like make these decisions that are not really authentic yeah. to them, that are not truly who they want to be and what they want to do. Right. So I want to help them be better, right. do better. And explore those areas. So why was this an interest for you? Have you always been just curious or excited by sexual education? I have always been a very sexual person myself and that was a big part of my own life growing up. Mm. I grew up in this kind of a different world of uh, in a small country called Macedonia. It's mm -hmm. a tiny little country in Southeast Europe that uh, was kind of a socialist world that transitioned into a, um, a democracy over time. And there was a lot of changes going on during that time. And mm. uh, growing up there being someone who sexually didn't fit the norm of whatever that box was provided for us. It was a pretty narrow box and I didn't fit yeah. it at all. And on almost every level, I didn't, right. I didn't fit it. And so that became a very kind of big part of my life. And when, uh, when time came to do a PhD and decide what is this, what is it that I'm going to do yeah. for a living? I said, it has to be sex. It has to be something that, um, on one hand, tries to understand how do people navigate sexual expressions that fall outside the box, outside the norms, yes. and make 
make that into an authentic, healthy lifestyle? And also, how can I bring that information and how can I bring some sort of guidance to the people who need it? That is so just just I need to commend you on how bold and brave that is in today's world, because so many people would just succumb to that box and living within those confines. Mm -hmm. You're doing an incredible thing. <laughs> Let's talk about your education and what that path was like and what areas you investigated the most. Sure. I started with a BA in psychology, which I did back home in Macedonia. And then I did a PhD at Cornell in developmental psychology, but that was specifically focused on sexuality. Yeah. And I studied uh, specifically casual sex, mm -hmm. non-monogamy and sexual orientation and how they relate to mental health and well-being. Wow. Yeah. And then I probably got my PhD about five years ago. And since then I've been in New York teaching at NYU and those are doing a little bit of research. Those are some incredible topics and areas to be honing in on, especially if you look at the last, say, like even five years of those discussions when it mm -hmm. comes to orientation and casual sex. Did you just have like a, an inkling that we were going to be going more into this as a culture? <laughs> like, how did you know to pursue this? Maybe That's you started funny. the trend. <laughs> I did not start the trend. Casual sex has been around before I showed up. <laughs> I'd say it's prehistoric. But, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> prehistoric <laughs> we think we've invented it yeah. but we we have not it's been it's been around for a while i was initially going to study sexual orientation because uh -huh. i wanted to study non monosexuality i wanted to study the people who are not entirely straight not entirely gay so the, that bisexual spectrum and right. explore that bisexual spectrum because that's where i fell uh into myself and then i came to cornell and i realized that i really wanted to study casual sex even more wow. so than bisexuality because there had been some research done, but it was very black or white. It was very, um, it's either really like, it's really bad. And it, a lot of the psychologists were coming yeah. to it from like this, this risky, bad thing the that, the new, yeah, that yeah. The, these young people are doing, the new generation is into that we kind of have to stop in some way or we have, we have to warn people against. And I was like, there's so many people doing this and yeah. it can't be all bad. And I certainly was doing a lot of it and it yeah. wasn't bad for me. I enjoyed my casual sex uh, encounters. And so I kind of wanted to bring a more nuanced perspective to it. Wow. I was like, wait a second, it has to be bad for some people or if you do it in certain ways and it must be good for other people and if you do it in different ways. And so uh, I wanted to kind of do a little bit of that uh, nuanced uh, factoring into the different things that might make a difference in people's lives and be able to give people more nuanced advice. Of course. Like, okay, you're interested in casual sex? This is how you do it, as right. opposed to just say no, because we know that well, just say just, no doesn't work. It does not work. <laughs> it's never worked. No. We've seen collapse from it, if anything. Uh -huh. That is so fascinating. Like, you are a sexual superhero. <laughs> you are yes. eliminating shame left, right, and center, <laughs> just like swooping down on all those haters. That Doing is a my very, best. That's a very important role. They're going to erect a statue of you someday. I truly Here's believe that. <laughs> so what do you do actually in your day-to-day -day functions when you are giving speeches or when you are seeing clients? What is that like? Every day is a little topics? different. Mm. I mostly give talks on those topics of casual sex right, and non-monogamy right. and sexual orientation. And I do coaching specifically on those topics. So I, I learned that that's my happy spot when I work with clients is to help them transition, say from monogamy to non-monogamy or figure out if 
these lifestyles are for them or help individuals mm. build healthy slutty lifestyles yes so even if they don't have a long-term uh, partnership right how to how, yeah how do they incorporate a lot of casual sex into the, into their lives in a way that's healthy and, and happy and ethical and so those are the kinds of things that i'll do with clients yeah. and then i'll do you know media interviews or write for popular media or do my own social media and um so each day is a little different yeah in that I mean, it's regard. kind of and a then, choose your own adventure <laughs> kind of is yeah and then yeah. some days i teach at nyu and uh so so i have that i'm currently working on putting together an online course for couples who are transitioning from monogamy to non-monogamy wow. to kind of help guide that process yeah. so i can be available to more people than the ones that I can coach one-on-one -on -one no or two-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, no so that's, that's taking up a lot of my time right now, but. So social media, mm -hmm. this has been a very dangerous minefield to navigate oh these God. days. How are you using it to get your message across and not fit within the censors that are taking over social media? The censorship has yes. been scary lately and getting worse and worse. And I think so far I've avoided most of it because I don't, post uh, any kind of, you know, too sexy right. of an image, too oh, sexy. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't show too much skin. It's, right. the, it's less about the, the kind of the visual um, titillating, mm. whatever uh, aspect of it. And it's more about information. Mm -hmm. And so um, even though that is being censored now more and more, like words are being censored. So I think any day, I could get taken down right. because every day a new Instagram account gets taken down or a new you know, Facebook account but it's, gets. It, but it doesn't it, stop you from but, still getting that message across and making I, that the you know the 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 effort in interacting on social media. I'm gonna keep trying and, yeah. until I can. So I, yeah, it's it's really about because I care so much about the info yeah. and I I will try to portray it and present it and yeah. bring it to the people as much as I can for as long as I can and find Good other ways you. once we can't, for example, use Instagram. I don't know where this is going to go. Well, it's, it's really a hard, scary. It's a hard one to predict, but they're mm -hmm. just, you know, they're silencing people very quickly is what's happening. They really are. Does a career highlight come to mind for you? I mean, you it sounds like it's every day <laughs> you could have a career highlight just because of the intimacy of your work. There are probably a few, but I'd say one of the biggest ones is giving my TEDx talk on casual sex and well-being. Wow, and what was that like? <laughs> it was it was great. I love being on that stage. It was not the TED the main TED uh, stage. It was a TEDx talk at the College of William and Mary mm -hmm. in Virginia, and it was kind of fascinating to have my talk on casual sex with some pretty conservative talks and people there were some people who walked out before my my talk began because they didn't want to hear that and there was a couple of families wow. who walked out because they had kids and they didn't want the kids to hear about casual sex and oh, how <laughs> unfortunate i know they really should have stayed because wow. uh, they're probably going to need that information yes so it's really teaching people how to do it well and healthy and uh yeah they really should have stayed there, but it was, it was fascinating. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. what kinds of reactions do you get? <laughs> like, do you see it on their faces or is it more like, do you have a Q and a portion that you accommodate afterwards? Like what reaction do you get from Not this? in the TEDx yeah. version of, right. of talks. They, right. they, there's no Q and a there, but people have obviously come up to you afterwards and have something to say. And the, the reactions are always really positive. Usually, especially when I talk about casual sex mm -hmm. and especially with college students, they yes. come up and say, Oh my God, I wish I knew this before I started college, you know? Wow. I wish I knew this when I was in high school. Right. I wish I knew this before I did all of these oh. stupid mistakes that I wouldn't have done had I known. So 
but are they all mistakes? Well, I mean, you learn from them Absolutely. for sure, but I think when you couple, one of the biggest issues that we have around casual sex in our culture is that people think it's bad period. Mm -hmm. And so they they don't think there's a good way of doing it. There's a healthy way of doing it. They mm. think if you're going to do this, this is kind of a bad thing. Yeah, you're doomed. And, Scarlet yeah, letter. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that it's not good for you. You're not really going to enjoy it. It's uh, obviously you're going to get slut shamed for it. And, and so that guilt makes you feel like there is no right way. There's right. either I don't do it or I do it and then I suffer consequences, mm -hmm. right? And so even if it doesn't allow you to learn to, to do it better because you always have this feeling that it can't be good. It can't right. be a good thing. And so having you know someone come and say, look, the research is showing that if you do it in these good ways, yeah. in these kind of right, healthy Factor ways, these elements mm -hmm, in. then you'll be fine. And you can do it without guilt and shame. And they're like, wow. Do you, do you think <laughs> we're gonna see our culture shift in our lifetime on this opinion of casual sex being so taboo and so worthy of shame? I think so. Yeah. And I think we're going in that direction to some extent. I also think the US and Canada, yes. they're big countries, yes. like really, really, really big countries and very diverse countries. So yeah. you have everything. You have some of the most progressive people and some yes. of the most conservative people and, and opinions and attitudes. And so depending on where you live and what your life looks like, what your community environment, environment community. look like, yeah, I think in some of these places, absolutely we'll get to a point of Hopefully that they being... give us more airtime. <laughs> yes, please, more naked right? news. Yes, <laughs> to take over the airwaves and get yes. this message out there. Can we talk about you and your sex life for a moment? Okay. <laughs> like, what? how would you describe, you seem so highly evolved in this realm of just, you know, seizing sex for what it is, and it's that beautiful exchange between, you know, two, three, many, however mm. many people you want. However many, yeah. What's your sexual life like? Hmm. I have a lot of sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With lots of different people. Yeah. I like having multiple uh, partners and uh how would you describe yourself as a lover? As a lover? Yeah. Ooh. I haven't been asked this. Oh, I love this question because I'm very ravenous. ravenous. I'm, I'm constantly okay. starved when I get into a sexual situation. I walk in like this is going to bring me back to life, mm. you know, and so I have that very assertive, aggressive approach mm -hmm. to sex. I'm definitely very assertive yes. and, and pretty ravenous and yes. I go get what I like and I'm very yeah expressive yeah. and I'm very passionate. Yeah. Yeah, I like passionate exchanges. That's 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 mm -hmm. what it's all for. That's the yeah. that's the purpose of I think life as I know. humans. And that's another thing I really am bothered by yeah. in terms of casual sex in particular, because we have all that guilt, because we feel, oh, this is a bad thing, like yeah. either I'm using you or you using me in some way people will not allow themselves to be very passionate because they right. want to save that passion for the romantic long-term partner. And you're robbing everybody in that, in that exchange. My of... mind is blown. <laughs> I know. It's so true though. And you can, you certainly can bring passion and you can bring this casual intimacy, even with someone that you've never met before. Yeah. And even if you're never going to see them again, we're capable as human beings of this casual momentary passion and intimacy. Yeah. You can give them all you got in that moment, yeah. even if it's for 15 minutes.
So 15 minutes would or be a joy. Whatever, I mean, I'm looking hour, more in the three to five minute, three to five minute realm. <laughs> well, you know, there's the bathroom quickie at the b club, you know, yeah. That's all Even it is, right? That's all I've got. I love that. Do you have any advice for people, uh, let's say specifically for men, any advice on how they can improve their sexual performance in the bedroom? Oh my God. Anything come how to much mind? time do we have? Anything come to mind about maybe like, this is the one thing you should consider for the next sexual experience you have? Mm. And this is for men who have sex with women? Yes. I assume. Yeah. Yes. I would say be more attentive mm. to, and, and kind of giving to yeah. what the, the woman, the particular woman that you're with wants and needs. Right. I think there's often, again, especially in casual interactions, it's very much like what, what works for me Yes. and what works for me, I think is going to work for her too. The pattern, yeah, the and, routine. Mm -hmm. And that often isn't true. Yeah. And I think one thing that a lot of men don't realize is that penetration in particular is not the thing that makes most women have an orgasm. You, ha you have to engage the external clitoris in mm -hmm. some way. And so if there's one thing specifically in, that they can do mm -hmm. to help their female partners have an orgasm while they're having sex with them is do something with the external clit. Whether it's your hand on her clit, whether it's her hand on her clit, whether it's a toy yeah. of some sort on the clit. That's important. Use the clit. That's important. Engage the clit. I, I really can't <laughs> wait for everyone to go out there and try and involve the clit more. That is so essential. Let's talk about longevity, long-term goal. What is the big dream? What's the big dream? For your career, where do you, what's the ultimate goal? Have you achieved it? No. Or are you thinking that there is like a final destination of where you see yourself? I love the journey, but mm. I would love to uh, see myself write a couple of books. Yes. That, uh, are marinating in my head and um, yeah be able to bring more of my knowledge and uh, uh, information to more people wow I think, I think that that's very soon uh, just just tickle me with one more here is is New York City is New York City a particularly psychosexual environment like are, are they particularly strange here did you did you find this place and and function mostly in this city because of perhaps a sexual culture that's different from other areas in north america it is definitely different yes is there is definitely a lot of sexuality going on there yes. are lots of sexual subcultures and if you're any kind of weird <laughs> of any kind you can if find you, a friend here you can find lots of friends here <laughs> yes if you if you uh, exist outside that box there are plenty of other people who are like you. And, right. I, and I really love that. I right. love to be able to connect. There's a big sex positive community in, in New York that I love being a part of. Mm. King community, poly community, all these you know, different queer community, yeah. all of those uh, kinds of communities that wouldn't necessarily be able to exist and be as diverse because it's such a big city. Yeah, it's a metropolis, yeah. right? There's... You get not only a few, you get lots of people, so and many beautiful variations in between. Yes. Wonderful. Where can all of our uh, viewers connect with you online and learn more about your fabulous self? They can find me at drjana.com, that's D-R-Z-H-A-N-A, and on all social, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at drjana, D-R-Z-H-A-N-A. Wow. Check her out for yourselves, everyone. What a wealth pool of knowledge. Thank you so much for today's interview. Thank you. From New York City, or let's get specific, from Brooklyn, New York, I'm Laura Desiree, and this has been The Schmooze. 
Hope you enjoyed listening to that. Welcome back, everybody. A little update for you. Dr. Zana is actually on a work hiatus until she claims August of 2020, but she's looking to further her education. And hey, I'm hoping this includes some essential in-field research. But to learn more about all the wonderful work that she does, you can go to drzana.com. And that is D-R-Z-H-A-N-A.com. And of course, if you're curious what the video version of this wonderful interview looks like, you can find that at nakednews.com. It's been wonderful having you here and listening. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in once again to Talk Naked. Naked.